0: Wilson with the Purple Fish Podcast. And on this episode, I'm interviewing my good friend Lenny Luchetti. Lenny, welcome to the show.
1: Great to be here, Mark.
0: Yeah, Lenny. Thanks for the, having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Lenny's the pastor of, of Woodland Church. He's the author of four books, I believe. Is that right? Four. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, was a seminary professor. In fact, you were my professor during my doctoral studies at Wesley Seminary and I think we first met when you were a pastor at Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. So you've had quite, quite. A, a, a- Many a, moons a, ago. Yeah, yeah. That's really exciting. A wonderful thing, what God has done in your life and how he's used you. And, and at Woodland Church, I followed with great interest. You've been there how long?
1: Valentine's Day was a year, so I guess I'm in fifth, month 15, March, okay. April, May. Yeah, just hitting 16 months. So yeah.
0: just a little over a year, and I know you you came right at the tail end of COVID and things like that, and as as we've been talking, because you know, you're know you a good friend, Lenny, I was so impressed by uh, what God has been doing there. I know that you baptized several new people, people who come to faith in Christ. Can you talk about that a little? What's been happening there as far as evangelism and baptisms and stuff like that?
1: yeah we thanks mark thanks for having me i really uh, you know i love you and value you and especially your heart for outreach and evangelism uh to see people connect with god who are far from god uh yeah we we god's really just i don't know how else to say it except he's shown up and he's he's uh he's blessed us with a harvest of souls and we uh between our two campuses we will have baptized 116 people this year uh most of them you know fresh out of the box spiritually uh new believers unchurched uh, maybe some de-churched who haven't been the church for a long time but these are people pretty raw in their faith and and uh, it's just been exciting we have uh, close to hundred people who've made that we know of who wrote down their name and made a first-time commitment um, so we're just excited about that for sure and um, we're seeing them sort of trickle into small groups and get involved in ministry. And, um, uh, it's just exciting to see uh, sort of the wave of momentum that we're experiencing here, especially, especially as it relates to evangelism.
0: Now that that's beautiful. And what do you attribute this to? I mean, like every church wants to see new believers. A lot of churches haven't had new people in years. How, how do you, how do you reach out to these new people? How do they, how do they come?
1: Yeah, two ways. I mean, I, I remember, uh, At Stroudsburg actually, being sort of frustrated that most of my time was spent in the church. And because I, you know, whenever I've done those spiritual gifts assessments for whatever they're worth, evangelism would always be one of my highest gifts. And yet I felt like, man, most of my time is spent with Christians in the church. And uh, I think we all have to be engaged in evangelism outside the church with friends and family. And I'm I'm not from a Christian family, so I have a lot of family members and friends from high school you know I grew up with who aren't christian so I saw some contacts there but um the lord really spoke to me and said what what i want you to do i know you're in church a lot you're 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 in the building but you can take the the missional evangelistic heart that is in you and you can multiply it by emphasizing it and prioritizing it in the life of the church and in the lives of your people and i've seen that happen here this year there uh in almost every message um without being redundant, I have to be creative and saying it in different ways as a preacher, but just really talking about, you know, what matters more than our gathering, or at least as much as our gathering on Sunday, is our mission on Monday. And so I think, I think our people are just getting that and they're discovering how to find their evangelistic mission in their job outside of the church. And they're coming to me with ideas this week. um, We're actually uh, this, this Sunday, June 4th, we're doing uh, what we call love battle Creek week. And so I've invited 20 or so different community service organizations. Some of them Christian, uh, some of them not. We're loving battle Creek well in different ways, uh, addiction, recovery, uh, poverty, those kinds of things. And, and um, we're going to probably 300 of us, at least are going to go out, after the service, after we have some pizza, get sick on pizza, and then we're going to go out and serve in various projects around the city, just loving on our city. And so I think doing things like that, we do that every year uh, in, in June, twice now that we've done it since I'm the pastor. And uh, it just says the people, like uh, it habituates them to think of how God might want to use them in mission beyond the walls of the church. Yeah, and we're so it's just like seeing that
0: happen. Focusing outward rather than inward towards each other. That reminds me of when we were dedicating our property for our new building we were were going to build and uh, we held hands in a big circle as we were going to dedicate this property where our new church was going to be and Nate who's one of the members of our board he said wait a minute we're facing the wrong direction we're facing in towards each other when we ought to be facing out towards the community and so we did that we made a circle back to back shoulder to shoulder facing outward and we prayed out over the community that that's kind of like what you're saying i think it's it's an outward focus rather than an inward focus
1: yeah absolutely and I, and I you know i think um just just my story and and again you don't have to not grow up in a christian home to be evangelistic but i think just because i did not grow up in a christian home uh when i preach i want it to be as accessible as possible to people who are again unchurched or new to church um you know i i have a doctorate in preaching but but and so i want to be able to speak to people who are educated and and have been walking with the lord and are seasoned in faith for many years but I, i just i just want i want to i want to preach in a way I want to lead in a way I want our church to become the kind of church that is a safe place uh, for people to ex- access the gospel and um, I think I think that does impact our preaching and how we preach
0: yeah so speaking of preaching then um, when when you have such evangelism going on in your church would you say that your sermons are, are directed to the non-believer that it's an evangelistic, like Billy Graham, kind of "come to Jesus today." Or is it more like motivating and equipping the saints to go out? Or is it a little bit of all the like? Who's your target when you're actually preaching the sermon on Sunday morning?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm intentionally both. Um, I remember in, in the, the Strasbourg Church, I had two Daves. I had I had a Dave who was a longtime Christian probably knew the Bible better than me and and just was really intelligent and and deep in in his biblical theological uh, development. And then I had another Dave who was fresh out of prison, heroin addict, uh, just a mess uh, who had no Christian memory. And so I just remember just trying really hard every sermon to preach to both Dave's and everything in between. Now, and then I just started to think of series and like how some series would be more accessible to to people who are new or not convinced yet. And some were more uh, helpful to people who are already sort of convinced and bought in the gospel and, and maybe deep. So I try to mix it up, Mark, honestly, but I, I realized too, and I, I do the altar call. Uh, we've done that several times this year where, Hey, um, if you have not embraced last Easter, if you have not embraced Christ and you want Jesus, uh, Come on up, walk over the bridge, give your life to Christ. Uh, And we have people do that, sign their name on the card. I want to follow Jesus and so we could follow up with them. And then two weeks ago, I gave a very different message, talking to Christians and saying, uh, if you're ready to surrender all of you all the time to God, if you're going to be all in to get all of him, come on up and had had well over 100 people fully surrender. So it was kind mm-hmm. of a sanctification message for for people who have already most of them bought in, but haven't fully bought in, right? So uh, I think good preaching is doing both uh, yeah, an I imitation so to people. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, because
0: yeah, there 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 are some you know, schools of thought that would say Sunday morning is should be seeger targeted, and then there are others that say no 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 it is just for the edification of the saints. That's what church is all about but i think if we realize that there are both like uh, i think of worship as loving god loving others and helping others love god and if we're going to do that um if we're going to help others love god then when when they're coming to worship with us then then we're going to realize that they're there and and we want to love on them but it isn't just for them it's all of us as a family right we're we're in this thing together right.
1: Absolutely. We, you know, we, we, as we're sort of refining our mission, um, we talk about uh, our mission is to gather, grow and go to see Jesus transform lives in Calhoun County and beyond. So that even in the mission statement, it's pretty missional, Um, but we gather. So we want our Sunday morning gathering to be, as you just said, Mark, a hospitable place for God uh, where God wants to show up, that God wants to be there because we've created hospitable space for God. God inhabits the praise of his people. And we believe if God shows up and we're hospitable to God in our worship, preaching, mute whatever. Uh, and we're a hospitable place for all sorts of people in battle Creek. Um, that God's going to draw a diversity of people. And we have to create safe space, hospitable space for the believer, the unbeliever, the church, unchurched uh, season, Saint, uh, atheist agnostic. I mean, cause they're showing up uh, um, cause people are inviting them and are coming to check that, check it out. So yeah, and I think if we can if we can create space in our worship, uh, so I don't think you have to dumb things down. I don't think you have to be seeker sensitive and kind of leave God on the sidelines because you want to be relevant. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, I think you want God to be in the house and you want God to be sort of the focal point. Um, but but because if, if He's there and there are all sorts of people in your community there, the sparks are going to fly. And so we we just we talk about hospita- worship as hospitality for God and for all sorts of people.
0: Yeah, I like that. And you know, Jesus said, "If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me." And so uh, it's kind of like that. It's it's lifting him up, uh, the hospitality of God, and and then the hospitality towards others. Okay, so one final thing before we're done, um, what word of advice would you give maybe to a a pastor who wants to stoke the evangelistic fire in in his or her church? Uh, would you have any Words of encouragement for them? Like what what could they do just to kind of amp it up a little bit uh, to reach out to others?
1: Great question. Uh I, I think it first starts with prayer. So prayer walk your city or your community. Um just just for me, it's just going downtown in Battle Creek, uh, walking around and in some of the uh the harder places, the rougher places too, and just kind of driving around, walking around, praying, looking, watching, observing and asking myself what kind of church will break the chains of the people I'm looking at chains of addiction chains of demoralization you know we talk about bringing dignity to the demoralized that's kind of our tagline for our outreach and we just we just want to cut any curtain that keeps people from god from what they need to flourish and from other people and so, uh, I think just praying with the eyes of Christ is, is the start and then just having conversations, having relationships, I think with people who don't know God, um, and friendship, not, not sort of a, a surfacey thing. So for me, thankfully I'm from a, I'm a, from an unchurched, unchristian family by and large. And so I, it's kind of natural for me to think of how my sister would experience this church service if she were here. Right. So, mm-hmm. or my ne- nieces and nephews, um, so but if you don't have that if you haven't talked to an unbeliever in a long time or don't have um you know unchristian friends that's key i think because it's so easy to get out of touch to become like uh, the older brother in the parable of the prodigal forgetting what it's like to be the lost brother the lost son uh, far from god
0: Yeah, that is so true. It's easy to forget. I think that that's why the evangelistic fervor decreases a lot of times, um, the longer a, a, a person is a Christian and maybe the more established a church is they have to keep stoking that fire or it'll go out. And I'm really grateful for the, the way that you have done that, Lenny. Thank you for being a guest on my show today. I, I really appreciate that. Um, God bless you and, and I hope that you continue on. keep on you know beating the drum and and again reach reach those people for Jesus.
1: Thank you Mark and thank you for all you do to keep the uh, the mission in front of the church. I appreciate you.